What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another business breakthrough. In this breakthrough session, I sit down with Noah Tucker. He owns a painting business in Cincinnati. And the kicker is that he's been doing this for 16 years and he's narrowed himself all the way down to a helper. And, you know, one thing that really stuck out to me here is that he had the idea that he'd finally be able to relinquish his responsibilities as the painter on the job in five years. The plan I gave him would allow him to relinquish those responsibilities and finally take control in about 60 days. And it's just a shift in mindset. It's just a shift in a couple systems. Really, it's just offering a different perspective. And I think he really grabbed onto that in this one. So if you're in that position where you're kind of not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, you're really going to find appreciation in this, uh, this breakthrough. Even if you are in a position where maybe you're completely free uh, from the physical aspect of the job, you're still going to find value in this because it's going to reinstill some of the principles, the core foundational principles that although you may be kind of far away from, you know, just starting out or just kind of putting together that team, the principles should always remain the same. Um, the due process of finding the right employees and, you know, doing everything the right way. So I think you're going to find just as much value out of this one, out of this one as well. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Noah Tucker from Tucker & Co. Painting. Uh, we've interacted a little bit on Instagram. I do not know much about his business. And part of the reason why we're doing this is because we're trying to break through, man. Maybe I can give you some advice on uh, maybe getting you to, an, to another level. So I, I usually start these off with a pretty simple question, man. You know, what's going really well in your business and what's something that you wish uh, was going a little bit better? I said it went well uh, over the past year was just, I mean, I don't know probably just sales that that's something that comes natural to me because I've been in the field for 16 years. Okay. So awesome. I was, uh, you know, had the ability to sell jobs, but something that I wish I had a better, uh, a better way to do was get the jobs. So I've never like, you know, genuinely advertised. I've always used like thumbtack or one of those lame services like that. Yeah. Honestly, that's just kind of how I feel about them, but they worked out for the first year. It just doesn't seem to be like, it's a good model for a long-term success. Right. So, so sales and estimating comes natural to you in terms of, well, yeah, it's just, I know the fields. So, you know, the price yeah. of everything, I know my materials, it's just, that part's easy. Yeah. So, so the, 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 the difficult part is your marketing pretty much is essentially figuring out like a systematic way to generate business yeah, that, around that's where we want to grow. Yeah. So that, that's, that's I'm the sorry, area. I think for, I cut you off there. No, that's okay. Yeah. So that's, that's like, that's, I'm just trying yeah. to dial in. That's kind of what you're wanting to expand on a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Basically a better thing would just be like, you know, uh, how do we nail down exactly what our target market is? And then how do we like get ourselves in front of that target market? Just driving, uh, driving the sales in a more, uh, 
a more proficient way than we did last year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let me ask you this and I'm just kind of just generalizing here. What's your team look like? I mean, are you painting by yourself? Do you have guys working for you? What does that look like? It's been all over the place this last year. I started with one helper who I trained, uh, for a year and a half, basically he knew nothing in the beginning. And then I got him like exactly where I wanted him. And he uh, had some issues and took a state sponsored vacation, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And then I've just kind of been cycling through guys uh, ever since then, trying to find somebody to, you know, to, to replace him. And I, and I haven't at this point. So right now it just looks like me and I've got one helper who's uh, he's a helper. And I would like to find at least, you know, one other guy by the time springtime rolls around. So when I come into busy season, I've got basically one, one gopher kind of guy and one guy who can paint. Gotcha. So, you know, it, in this, I, I, you know, I, we're acquaintances, so I'm going to be very direct. So if please don't take offense to anything. I just really want to give you the best advice I possibly can, bro. You've been in this straight, business bro. for 16 years. Yep. Whatever you've been doing for the past 16 years in terms of hiring, throw that out the window because it doesn't work. The f- we can't we can't spend money on marketing if you can't produce the result because you and I both know that if you're working by yourself with one helper, you're looking at one job a week. That's four jobs a month, essentially. Would you agree? My four to yeah, five jobs yeah. a month. If so you're that, taking like. At, that's where we're at now. You know, my dream team looks like about four guys and myself. If I like my Great goal in the next couple of years is to get uh, the paintbrush out of my hand. So that's what and we're that's, looking at that's trying a, to do. You said the next five years. I mean, hopefully we could be running successfully like that, you know, within the next yeah. five years of running this brother, company. brother. I honestly think that if you narrow down your hiring, you're six months away, five years to get out of the brush. That's scary. That's a long time time. And the first thing you said to me, which I wasn't really expecting was that sales is your strength. And what you're kind of leaning toward is telling me that painting is more your strength, because I think that you want to be on the job. That's something that you you enjoy. Is that true? I, I uh, It's about 50-50 with that statement. Yeah, I like being on the job now, but I, because I think uh, I have trouble letting things go, man. Like, uh, And then, you know, I had... Last summer, I had a four-man team, and I relinquished control to one guy. I set it up, okay. you know, from I set up a chain of command, and I left, and and they just kind of they blew everything up, man. They blew so everything up. That's why and, I want to be on the job for now. And Ultimately, you got, I'd like to just be in yeah. the sales field. Yeah, and that's that's the growth, you know. And I'll, let me break that down: is is sales and marketing is growth. Production is a result of growth. That's fulfilling the promise of sales and marketing. So if you're spending your time fulfilling the promises of sales and marketing, you can't grow your business. You have to make that like a fact. And I kind of want to open your eyes to some of the different mindsets of people who come into this industry and dominate. And they do it because they know that painting is poisonous. If you want to grow like you, like it should piss you off that you're painting because the phone's ringing you have estimates that you're probably putting off till after work, which is kind of inconvenient for both you and the customer. Essentially, right. you know, not only that, you're probably rushing through it. You're not really giving them that time that they deserve because you're tired. You're probably postponing sending the quotes, which creates a little bit of frustration from the customer after about a week of you saying you'll get them the quote. I mean, are all these things kind of true? 
you just nailed my everyday life, man. It's, 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 that's right. what we're doing. Yeah. Right. That is no way to run a successful business because you're doing way too many things. And the most time consuming thing that you're doing is actually physically painting. And right. I know that you being a business owner, you're very valuable in terms of the marketplace. You have this, the, the, the business acumen. You've been your own boss for 16 years. To me, that's an incredible accomplishment. Okay. But what you actually did, instead of building a business, you just created yourself your own job. Right. And unfortunately, when you do that, you don't have the luxury of shutting the switch off when you go home, like many people do when they work for someone else. That switch doesn't get shut off, creates a lot of stress, creates a lot of anxiety, creates a lot of, you know, you know where I'm going with this. So the reason why I'm trying to build this foundation for you in terms of what's going on is to show you that if you continue to head in this direction, you're not going to hit that goal in five years because to you, you're thinking that you need to build a team and you need to paint with them for five years to see if you can trust someone enough to run a job by themselves. And I believe in my honest opinion that you need to find someone that you can trust and I don't know who that other guy was that left a bad taste in your mouth when you finally relinquished responsibility. And I bet it was nice for the first maybe week or so that you did that, where these guys maybe have done a good job. Did it, was there a time period where you were actually free from the production? Did you experience what that's like? Yeah, I had a probably a, a two week run actually with the, that, that I recall that, you know, was how, a successful how good thing. did that feel? Yeah. I was uh, knocking out like three bids a day. I sold, I think like sold 11 everything. jobs, then stacked up the rest. I pretty much stacked up the rest of my year in that two weeks and got to spend a whole lot of time with my wife and daughter. Like that, that's what I'm looking for. That's, that's what I want. the dream, man. That's it. That's what we're trying to attain. And how old is your daughter? I'm a father too. Yeah. She's about to turn eight years old in February. Eight years so. old. So you're telling me that you're going to wait until she's 13 to do it again. That's your five, that's your five-year plan, bro. That's, I mean, it's not ideal, but it seems like I've been, I've been doing this for a long time and I still haven't found anybody I could turn well, out. You know? All it really is, bro, is your, is, is your approach. And that's why I'm telling you, I'm just going to come at you direct because some people right. don't like to hear that they've been doing something wrong for 16 years, but the people that are willing to listen to another perspective are the ones that actually get further. I'm not here to judge you. And I'm not here to tell you that, you know, I'm better than you. My, my one focus here is to show you that I found a secret approach to this game. And my goal is to share it with you. And it starts with what are you looking for? And if you have yet to pull out a piece of paper and say, and this is what I did early on in my business. I just drew a circle at the top and I wrote two letters, M-E. That's me at the top of the company. It's very simple. I drew a line underneath it. And then I said another circle and I put MGR manager. And then I did another line. Are you visualizing this? Cause it's so simple, man. Right, and this, is, right. this is a structured business. And then I, and then I did three circles underneath him and I put a in the first circle, B in the second circle and C in the third circle. That's your team of four. So you have your manager, you have your a painter, your B painter and your C painter. Okay. So Ultimately, in order to do any of this, you need a manager. So when you hire, you're not looking for somebody who is the best painter. And I think that's a big misconception. Right now in your business, you're the best painter. 
And I'm not saying that you need to hire and make this happen immediately. Honestly, I hope that after this conversation, being as though that you're catching me on New Year's Eve, that tomorrow is the start of your new business because this year and everything before that is the old way of doing things. The approach that you need to take is you're looking for a manager, somebody that has a couple unique skills. The first one is they're a people person. You know how important it is, especially you're doing residential mostly, right? Yeah, uh, almost like 99% residential. About so. 99%. So yeah. you know that there's a certain dance that's involved with, right? you know that. You've been doing this long enough. We all know that there's a certain dance that needs to occur. You have to have the tempo gauge of what people are feeling in the house. Like if something's not going well, you need somebody to say, hey, hey, just so you know, we're going to get this done today and then this done tomorrow and you alleviate that pressure, right? So Absolutely. what's more valuable? Somebody that is a phenomenal painter that's running your job that doesn't really care about that or somebody that's an average painter but has a really good customer service mindset? I would say that the second option is more valuable to me at this point. At this point, it is because you're the good painter. Okay. So what you need to be doing is finding this one person. So we're not looking for helpers anymore. Helpers are worthless. Okay. Helpers are what I call the C-level painter. Helpers, helpers are when you have three solid employees and then you need a helper to pick up trash and prep and do all that stuff. That's a helper. Right, right. now, you need to be finding a manager to build your company with. And it's going to require you to pay good money for somebody who actually has high standards. There's enough money in the painting business. The margins are great. And it's just a matter of you being comfortable with giving up top dollar for somebody that has a family, somebody that has structure, somebody that has a nice vehicle with a nice car payment that they need to pay for, or else you're going to continue to find people that use the money that you make for them at the bar and they don't really care, you know? Right. What, what could you be comfortable with paying a manager right now if he fit the mold. He knew how to paint. He, he average paint skill, average can cut lines. Let's put it that way. Can cut lines, but has customer service is presentable is somebody that you can trust. What would you pay for somebody like that? I'd be comfortable with going to $25 an hour for a guy I love like it. that. I love it. That's the mindset you need right now. And somebody is going to jump at that opportunity. The thing about you is that you've been in business for a while. You seem presentable. I know you can find work. That's not what I'm worried about with you. But you're not doing your customers any good service. The people that refer you, the people that believe in you, by not putting together the best possible production team you can. That's like, your responsibility to the market as, as a 16-year veteran. So it might require you to take your time and find this person, but at least know what you're looking for. Because probably before this conversation, you may have been doing the same thing that you've been doing for the last 16 years. Maybe, maybe not, but I'm guessing, which would have been to find a good painter to work alongside you. Yes? Yeah, my approach is always just find the guy who can paint and I can put these other skills in him. And I think maybe I had it backwards now. No, <laughs> so. no because what we, what we can't do is we can't teach character. That has to be taught before you meet this person. That needs to be taught. And you need to find somebody that's grateful for the opportunity as opposed to somebody that feels entitled because they have this skill set and they're going to make your company better because they think that their skills are the most important thing, which many contractors believe that that's what, you know, they all fall into this trap. I'm a customer service guy. 
And I believe that I could teach anyone to paint the inside of a house if they spend enough time with me. We'll use, we'll use tape and we'll use caulk. You don't need to have a 20-year hand. I mean, I've done it. I've built crews with people with hardly any experience, and we've done a great job and got paid on time. And, that sounds good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, right. and, and, and but, but that's the thing. So that's your manager, right? So let me paint this picture for you. So for the first month, maybe three weeks, you're working alongside this guy. So if your helper wants to tag along, you have a decent helper that can help. Now you have a team of three. It's you, this guy, and the helper. I'm just giving a hypothetical scenario. Three weeks, you knock out three jobs. This guy's seeing the flow of the project. You're continuously instilling confidence in this person as the manager. If the customer has a problem, hey, ask him. He's the manager. He'll take great care of you. You're, you're making him hear that. You want him to start gaining a little bit of confidence in himself because it's probably a little intimidating to work alongside the business owner, but make sure that you're building him up to be what you want him to be as opposed to what he is. That's how you develop people in, in business. And you can create a really good manager out of doing that, even if he's not confident in everything. But the good news is, is that the helper is going to be under his authority. So get him used to, hey, tell him to do this. I used to do that all the time. I knew that I could be like, hey, go do this. I would go to the manager. I'd say, hey, have him do this, have him do this, have him do this. Because what I want him to do is get in the mindset of you're in charge, you're in charge, you're in charge, because I'm getting ready to go. Now I'm looking for somebody else. So you want somebody with, with some spray skills, somebody that can replace you in terms of skill. Now, yes, we might be looking for a unicorn, but they're out there. Somebody that has the skill and has a good personality. There's really good people out there that can paint really well. They don't want to be managers and they're not entitled. So it's going to require you to find that type of personality. You plug that guy in with your, your new manager and your helper. Now you have a team of three. You and I both know that at your pace that you're going with one job a week, you can leave your team of three there and you can go do sales. That's basically, that would be nice. That's a 60-day plan. That's not a five-year plan. Right. Well, I mean, that cuts a lot of time off. So I guess the only, uh, I mean, the hurdle for me is in like how to, how to look for this guy, this, this manager guy, like first. And, you know, because in, in the Cincinnati, greater Cincinnati area, a decent painter is like a dime a dozen. A good painter is, a, you know, not so uh, limiting, easily defined, but not rare. Brother, limiting beliefs. That's such a general statement. Do you know how many people live in that area? You don't know. You don't, you can't make that assumption based off of your approach. It's a matter of, are you attracting the right people into your business? Why would someone want to work for you? You know, and you seem like a nice guy. And I think that you really want to be that business owner that pays well, that provides a great, you know, you're a family man. I know that that's there, but let me ask you this. If I said, Noah, go hire somebody right now. Tell me what your process would be so I could tell you where the holes are. So, so tell me what you would do to find, find work find a worker or painter? Well, the first thing, uh, I mean, you know, so what I've been doing is uh, I'll just kind of tap my network first and foremost, right? I'll call a couple guys who I know have been in the trades for a long time, like me. Hey, do you know anybody got a buddy or something like that? If that doesn't okay. pan out, then I'll call my rep. Uh, you know, if, the, if my rep doesn't have anything, then we'll put a Facebook ad up and then, okay. and whoever, so let me ask you, know, you so let me ask you a question. Are you married? I'm married. Yeah. Okay. When you were looking for a wife, did you tap your network to see if anybody knew 
of a of a woman that would be interested in you? Did you uh, did you ask any reps at the uh, the clubs if they seen a, a, a nice looking lady? And let me ask you another another question. Did you put up a Facebook ad? <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Right. How did you right. meet your wife? Uh, we actually just met in passing like 13 years ago. We haven't been married that long, but we, I know, but, but let me ask time. you this. And did you, did you, did you go on a date? Yeah, we went on a few dates before we, we got married. A few dates and got to know yeah. each other before you committed. Yeah. The yeah. same, it's the same thing, man. You got to realize that we, we work alongside people. It's, although it's not that type of relationship, but you, you, you filtered out the market. You saw that you knew it was out there and you, you had your eye on exactly what you wanted you, you, you nurtured that relationship. You dated, you got to know the person, you found out that they were good and you let them into your life. Let me, let me tell you what I do in my business. First things first, I cast a net and that net tells the market exactly what I want. So in, in, you know, in terms of if we're a relationship, I want somebody that, you know, has a great personality that has a, a beautiful smile that wants, you know, that, that's looking for a, a great man. You know, in the same breath, my ad says, hey, I'm looking for a, a, an energetic painter, somebody that really enjoys their work, somebody that wants to work for a company that wants to work for a company that wants to put a smile on all of our customers faces. OK, off the bat, that's going to intimidate somebody who doesn't care about that stuff. So they're not even going to apply. Right. Would you agree? Right. They're just I thinking this is a this is a cheesy company. We don't want him anyway. Right. But the people that do apply, that filters them into a form that we have them fill out. And that form is essentially going to break down exactly what we need and what we want in the company. So it'll say, do you have management experience or what's important to you? What have you learned recently? What's something that you think you would bring to our, our company? And, and it has this process within um, this form that they fill out. Now you have all of their information in a central location. From there, then you would do a phone interview. You would reach out to them and talk with them for 10, 15 minutes, get to know what their experience is, get to know their personality a little bit. Then if you like that, then you would go on an in-person interview. That in-person interview is essentially your, your shot to get to know them. Then from there, you say, hey, man, I'm going to bring you on for a working interview. You're going to work alongside me, and I'm going to see if you're a good fit for the position that we're trying to fill. Structured. Okay. And if that happens and that person works their way all the way through that process, you've got yourself a very, very qualified person, but it's really up to you and how diligent you are in this process. Because ultimately, if you value this process, as much as you value spending time with your family, then this process is going to free you, you know, and that's, that's the standard. Because if the standard is, Hey, do you know somebody? Hey, tell them to come work with me. You're not going, you're going to get the same results you've been getting. But if you spend the time to actually narrow down your search to the right person, you're going to be free a lot sooner than five years. And I guarantee you it'd be probably within two months easily. That sounds good to me, man. That's definitely a lot more in depth than, I mean, you know, my current hiring process, which is just, uh, like I said, hey, find out who's out there and, and, the, and the quickest available and just throw them on the job and hope they work. Yeah. And, and you Not know, good. and ultimately, <laughs> and that's okay, man. A lot of people do that. And I'm, that's part of the reason why we're jumping on here is I can give you uh, another perspective. Yeah, well, I definitely, uh, definitely open my eyes a little bit to that, at least, you know, that side of things. It sounds like that's the first step that I that's, need to that's take. That's foundational. A... Now, now, if, if do you want to hit on some marketing? Do you want me to work with you on that? Yeah, if you got time. I do, I do. So let me kind of break down marketing for you. 
there's two types of marketing. You have organic marketing and you have paid marketing. Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with Thumbtack. I actually think that that's pretty cool that you're on it. I think that's just another avenue, right? So yeah, you know what? You might get 20 leads, but you might only get two jobs from it. You might sell those jobs for 10 grand, which you may have paid $800 for those leads. That's a pretty good investment. If I said, hey, give me 800 bucks and I'll give you 10 grand, you would do that every single time. So don't write it off as, as something stupid. It's just another avenue. It's another traffic source. Think of it as a highway. That's the thumbtack road that leads to your standalone business. Okay. Now, what other highways do we have? Well, we have your phone number for your business. So you might get referrals that people call, right? So you get a couple of those. Yeah. So that's a highway. So that's, I don't know, you know, it, that's, and we call that traffic. So if, if you get one call a month, that's one person driving to your business saying, Hey, I want a paint job. The next one is, is your website. Do you have a website? Yeah, we actually do have a website. Uh, we, I just signed up for, uh, I'm on the house platform as well. House.com. And they make you a website, right? Yeah. They put a website as part of the package that you get for the year. Okay. So it's like a landing page, but that's okay. As long as it, it's something right. that people can. So, so house and that website, that's a traffic source. Okay. Facebook traffic source, Google search traffic source. So if I search, are you in Cincinnati? Uh, outside Cincinnati, greater Cincinnati area, what's but the, Morrow, what's, Ohio. What's the town or the city that you service? <clears throat> Well, we serve, I service anywhere. I mean, I'm between the Dayton and Cincinnati metropolitan areas, but I live in Morrow. So, okay. So would you say Dayton is probably like your most popular city? I, it's a 50, 50 split, honestly. Okay. We do so, a lot of work in South Dayton and in like the, the Northern side of Cincinnati and Warren County, Ohio. Okay. So here's, here's the reason why I'm asking you this is because if I'm moving to Dayton and I need my house painted, you would probably want me to call you, right? Absolutely. But the thing about it is, is that I don't know anybody in Dayton. So I go to my good old trusty friend, Google. And I say, Google, will you let me know who's in Dayton? So I'm looking here. And I do not see your company anywhere on Google. So I have no clue that you even exist. Fair. That's yeah. one of the issues that you're going to run into. There's a lot of people that move to that area. And honestly, dude, your competition is not stiff. You have Serta Pro, which is franchise. So, yeah. I, I mean, they're whatever. I mean, I know you probably see them running around town. They don't even have a five-star review. The next <laughs> one that pops up is University Painters. Have you ever heard of University Painters up there? I have never heard of University Painters, no. Okay. Well, guess what? They're getting a lot of traffic on Google, and they have a one-star review, and they're the top-rated – they're the, they're the top ranked company in Dayton. So uh, investing in somebody to help you with Google might be a good idea because ultimately it's easy pickings being honest with you. So that's just another, I'm just trying to show you that that's, that's the thought process of somebody moving there that might be looking for a, a painter, but you're nowhere to be found. So you're probably missing out on a lot of that, that new potential business of new homeowners coming in. And even, even homeowners in that area, not just people that are moving, they're going to look for a painter near me if they live there and you're nowhere to be found. You have to understand a lot of people are going on Google. Now, Howes 
may advertise when that search. So if I look up painter and Dayton home advisor comes up, Angie's list comes up, Yelp comes up. So you may have these people that have seen home advisor ads and say, you know what, I'm going to go look at the 25 best painters on home advisor. And they're going to, I'm looking at a, a list of 25 and a roofing and remodeling company comes up. So you're in a really good market because it's not going to be hard for you to stand out. I'm just showing you again, what the thought process is now of, of new age homeowners who are learning to trust home advisor and thumbtack as opposed to their neighbor because they had a bad experience. So they trust home advisor to deliver them a good one. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so I'm just like, I, I don't like home advisor, man. I think home advisor is kind of uh, that's why I switched to thumbtack. They're sort of, uh, they're, they're real skittish to do business with, I guess is the best thing I can say. But as far as marketing goes up to this point, the only thing I've ever actually done is that we we've got the word of mouth. That's been good to us, you know, in the past, since I've started Tucker and Company about a year ago, it's, this okay. company's only been running for about a year. Um, you know, we've done Thumbtack, that drives a lot of traffic. And I'm kind of like what you said, I try to keep it at like a 10 to 15%, like a, a turnover. If I spend $50, I better have yep. sold 500, 500 to 5,000 and so on. And I'm, I'm pretty good actually at closing those jobs. Good. Uh, and, and it's just like, so... You know, I, I agree with you. I guess I need to get, get the Google look, thing going I, on, but I'm look, always like skeptical. I'm, I'm not affiliated with home advisor, dude. I don't, I don't care. Right. Yeah. I'm not know, saying about <laughs> Yeah. I'm just trying to show you that this is who is popping up when, when people search for Dayton painter, that's all I did. I just searched for Dayton painter. I'm in Florida. Let's say I'm moving to Dayton and I want to line up a paint job for my new house. You're nowhere to be found. And you know, it's just something to, to think about because this is where a majority of people look for services. So, you know, I mean, ultimately that would require you to find somebody to help you with Google, but I'm just giving you some insight on what you need to do. But ultimately, no matter how much you spend on marketing, you need production to fulfill that right. marketing dollar. So we're, that's why we focused heavily on, on getting that hiring process in place. What I'm going to do for you, just for your time being here, I'm actually going to give you my, my hiring form that I use. So you don't have to make one yourself and I'm going to give you the ad that I use so you can get started immediately. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So we'll get that squared away, man. But that's our time right. for the, uh, for the breakthrough session, man. Was this helpful for you? Yeah, definitely, man. You kind of opened my eyes on a few different points and, uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for being yeah, here. man. All right, cool. So, um, Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you, so please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.